Hi, and welcome to the Motherhood Kit. I'm your host, Yamel Belen, a registered nurse, doula, lactation expert, business owner, and most importantly, a proud mom of five. Join in weekly as I share my wisdom and dive deep with parenting experts to empower you with your very own toolkit. From prenatal excitement to the real, raw, sometimes harrowing, and often hilarious sides of mothering. So whether you're seeking guidance, camaraderie, or just want to lighten your load with loads of laughs, the Motherhood Kit is your safe space to connect, learn, and thrive. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of the Motherhood Kit Podcast, where we navigate the beautiful and often challenging journey of motherhood. Today, we're diving deep into a topic that many moms face, the challenges of breastfeeding. Breastfeeding, chest feeding, body feeding, all terms being used, and I want to say I respect whichever term you prefer. During today's episode, you'll primarily hear me refer to this act as breastfeeding. Breastfeeding is a beautiful and natural way to nourish your baby, but it can also present various challenges that can be overwhelming for new moms, whether it's latch issues, low milk supply, or even the emotional toll it can take on us. We're here to discuss some of these challenges that many of us experienced early on, shed light as to potentially why it occurs and support you through it all. I want to start by explaining what exactly happens to your body, which leads to milk production. So once your baby and placenta are delivered, this triggers a sudden drop in your estrogen and progesterone, which causes the hormone prolactin to take over. Prolactin is a hormone that produces milk. You'll first have colostrum, which is milk. I know a lot of people refer to this as not being your quote unquote official milk, but it is milk. And colostrum is thick, rich milk, which is high in nutrients and provides your baby with loads of protection since it's also high in immunoglobin and protects your baby from potential illness. Colostrum can keep your baby full and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. It can keep your baby satisfied until your milk transition. Your milk transitions at about day three to five after birth. So now that we touched on what happens to your body that triggers your milk to come in, let's start talking about some of these challenges that we experience early on. And we don't want to tell you all of these things in order to scare you or to deter you from being excited about your breastfeeding journey. But I feel that it's better to be well-prepared. It's better to step into any journey without the fear of the unknown. So we want to take away the fear of the unknown and we want to equip you with confidence here at the Motherhood Kit. I want to acknowledge that every breastfeeding journey is different for every mother and baby. It's essential to remember that you're not alone facing these challenges. So many moms that sit with me in clinic and in private consultations in their home cry and experience some of these struggles that I'm going to point out today. So you're definitely not alone. I want us to together find some solace and guidance in sharing our experiences. So let's explore some of these common challenges and maybe shed some light on these things. 
Some of the challenges that we face early on that many times we don't talk about until we're actually in the thick of it. I know probably a lot of moms in your circle will tell you after the fact and you're like, why didn't you tell me? So some of these things may be latch issues in early breastfeeding, a low milk supply, or I like to refer to a perceived low milk supply. And I'll explain that in a little bit. Engorgement. Sometimes we experience sore nipples, feelings of guilt or inadequacy. And we also experience exhaustion. Of course, we have a brand new baby. Latch issues can be frustrating and cause anxiety. So it's great to have practical tips to address them first off. I want to point out that at times there's a root cause to a latch issue. This can be due to the type of birth you experienced. And let's touch on that really quick. When I'm doing my intake with new clients, that's one of the first questions that I ask. How was your birth? Was it a cesarean birth? Was it an unmedicated birth? Did you have any hemorrhaging? Was your baby born very, very fast out of the vaginal space? Because sometimes a fast labor can hinder or can impact our early breastfeeding relationship. So I like to ask all of these questions because that helps me rule out, that helps me determine how I'm going to help this client moving forward, right? So latch issues, again, can have a root cause. Some of the root causes can also be because of prematurity or an inability to coordinate. So babies have to be coordinated in order to have a successful breastfeeding journey. They have to learn how to suck, swallow, and breathe at the same time. And that can take a lot of practice and take a lot of work for our babies. And lastly, latch issues can sometimes be due to oral restrictions. And many times we hear oral restrictions referred to as a lip or tongue tie. But sometimes we see babies have oral restrictions and it is not related to a lip or tongue tie. And we will work with maybe a chiropractor or another type of lactation specialist that specializes in oral restrictions, which will give us some exercises that we can do to basically relax those oral restrictions and help baby have a better latch. Another common issue, or like I said before, perceived common issue is a low milk supply. A lactation consultant that I work with said, if our bodies were meant for us to have a see-through breast and see the volume of breast milk, we would have that. And our bodies are not made that way. We kind of have to have some high underlying trust that our body is equipped to produce enough milk for our baby. But many moms worry about not producing or making enough milk for their baby. And I want to say, please stop looking at these insane videos or photos of people who have a freezer full of milk. It's not the norm. And actually, this is another challenge that a lot of people face, which is an over milk supply. An over milk supply can at times be very uncomfortable and can be hard to manage, even for the baby when they are feeding at the breast. So we don't really want an oversupply, even though some of us experience that. I was one of those people. What we do want is enough of a supply to be able to feed our baby. And babies in the beginning feed about eight to 10 times a day in a 24-hour period. Now, if you're wondering, how do we address a low milk supply? 
First of all, your supply is impacted by a few things. Mainly, your supply is impacted by stimulation at the breast and milk removal. So the best thing that you can do is to bring your baby to feed frequently. If you are separated from your baby, then you want to use some sort of milk removal. So that may be a manual pump or an electric pump, or you may even do manual expression. We want to keep the breast stimulated and we want to make sure to remove milk. That is going to signal to our body how much supply to make. Another thing that you can do to help a potential low milk supply is, of course, proper hydration, a healthy diet, and we want to rest. Rest is very important because when our bodies are stressed, we see a dip in supply. Engorgement is another challenge that we face, and it's when the breasts remain full and milk is not removed properly. We then experience swollen, firm, and painful breasts. And engorgement can lead to mastitis, which is an infection, and thus frequent feeding or milk removal is essential for engorgement prevention. Trust me, engorgement is not fun. And I'm sure that's a term that you hear of a lot because it's one of the things that a lot of people experience because maybe they may skip a feed or we may be a little bit overly excited because our baby slept a little bit longer. But in the beginning, even if our baby sleeps a little bit longer, we may have to get up quickly to express some milk so that our breasts don't become engorged. Sore nipples is another one, and that's a big one. And a lot of people expect to have sore nipples or they may expect to have pain. I want to talk about the two. Sore nipples, yes, very common. Why? This may be your first time that a baby is using your breasts for feeds, which that's what our breasts are intended for. But we never want anyone to be in pain while breastfeeding. That's actually one of the main things that people come to see me for as an IBCLC. They want to learn why they are experiencing pain. They want the pain to stop. And that's one of the main things or the main reasons why people may stop breastfeeding because of pain. We don't want anyone in pain. And I don't want anyone listening to think that pain is normal. I know in our communities and in our culture, we think, well, yeah, breastfeeding equals pain. And that's not true. If there is pain, and I'm talking about toe curling pain when your baby gets latched, or if there's any nipple damage, that tells me as an IBCLC that I have to get down to the root cause. I have to do some more exploring, some more digging, and be able to provide my client with some tips and tricks in order for us to together resolve that issue. Many moms also experience feelings of guilt or inadequacy when facing difficulties For some of us, this is our first time doing this. This is our first time giving it a shot of breastfeeding. And for some of us, it may be our second or third time, but our breastfeeding experience is different. And we feel automatically, we assume there's something wrong with us. Why isn't my baby latching? you know, so easily? Why is my milk supply dipping? And I want you to know that it's not you. It can be so many things, but there are so many ways for us to give it a go and to find solutions to any challenges that you're facing. How can we address the emotional toll breastfeeding challenges may take? 
First of all, you want to equip yourself beforehand with a village, with support. So you want to talk to your most intimate, closest circle about your goals. Maybe your goal is to breastfeed for two weeks. Maybe your goal is to breastfeed for two years. You want everyone that's going to be supporting you during your fourth trimester, during your early postpartum period to know what your goal is. So that way, even when things get a little bit tough, they can remind you of your goals and provide you with that emotional and physical support that we need. It's essential for us to prioritize our mental health and emotional well-being while navigating these challenges. And I want you to know that even if you're not successful at breastfeeding, that doesn't make you a bad mom. And even if we have to try different things, if we have to incorporate more pumping, if we have to introduce a bottle, if we have to maybe get some donor milk or supplement with formula, that doesn't mean that you have failed at breastfeeding. At times when I see clients, we may have to incorporate some of these additional things, additional tips or additional resources And we just incorporate them for a very, very brief period of time. And then we can get back to our normal breastfeeding relationship. I want lastly to touch on the topic of or the challenge of exhaustion. As I said before, babies come to the breast or should come to the breast eight to 10 times in a 24-hour period. That averages to about every two to three hours. So what I see a lot of people do, and I think that it's not purposeful, and I know that we're trying to do all the things, we're trying to snap back, we're trying to get back to a normal rhythm, but what is normal? And why are we trying to go back to our previous life so quickly when essentially we have a new baby that we need to enjoy? So a lot of people I feel experience exhaustion because in between feeds, they're trying to do all the things. So I'm going to be breastfeeding my baby. And as soon as baby finishes breastfeeding, let me go and load some laundry or let me go and prep some food or let me go and call my friends that have called me to congratulate. I always tell my clients to almost put yourself in like your own little breastfeeding slash postpartum bubble and focus on yourself, your nutrition, your hydration, your emotional and physical well-being, your hygiene and your sleep hygiene, and don't worry about the rest. The rest is going to happen. And just like we're always saying about motherhood and about raising our kids that everything goes so fast, this period of your early breastfeeding journey will go just as fast. And we want you to absorb it and enjoy it, even these challenges, which I have full confidence that you'll overcome. I want every mom listening to know that you're doing an incredible job. No matter what challenges you may be facing right now, I want you to know that there is support out there. You can reach out for support. You can seek guidance. And remember to be kind to yourself in the process. And like we said in another episode, comparison is a thief of joy. So I want you to stop comparing yourself to someone else's breastfeeding journey. You and your baby are unique and your journey is going to be unique as well. Breastfeeding is a journey and it's okay to seek help when needed. 
a CLC, which is a certified lactation counselor, or an IBCLC, an international board certified lactation counselor, can help you. And you can search for someone locally. You can reach out to someone like myself, which provides local support and also virtual support. And many times these types of professionals can help you even while you're pregnant. We do prenatal education and we help you with what to expect and learn about low milk supply, milk transition, what to do if you're experiencing challenges. We even help with troubleshooting, breastfeeding positions, and more. So don't suffer in silence at all. Thank you for tuning in to the Motherhood Kit Podcast. Remember, motherhood is a journey full of ups and downs, but together we can overcome any challenge. If you're seeking a lactation consultant, we can help. We will include all the details on how to get in touch with myself and my team. Even if you're not local, we can work together thanks to technology. I'm confident that you can do this. Your feedback helps us improve and continue to bring you valuable content. If you like us over at TMK, leave a review on the platform you're using to tune in. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Thanks for being part of this community. Let's continue to hold hands in this season of motherhood. Until next time.